There are two major astrological events happening on November 19th and December 4th, and they're going to be what a powerful way to close off 2021. In this video, you'll learn what these two powerful astrological events are. Then I'm going to share my top four tips on how to work with this intense energy to help fuel major shifts in your life and also help you prepare for 2022. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, where I share weekly tips and advice that you won't find here on YouTube. On to part one of the video, the two astrological events that are coming up. I'm going to talk about both of them, but one at a time because they're pretty powerful. The first one is a full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus happening on November 19th. All right. So this is this is the first one, the first major one we have going on. And so what's happening here is we have a combination of two really powerful events. Uh, eclipse and a full moon. Okay, so full moons are, let's go into what full moons mean in general. Full moons are all about completions. They're about harvesting what you sow or reaping what you sow. Um, it's about kind of picking the things that you've planted in a new moon. Okay, so the new moon cycle is about two weeks before a full moon cycle. And so when you get to the full moon cycle, everything is ripe and ready for harvesting. It's a major, major astrological point for completions and endings. Okay, so that's the general um, kind of the general energy of a full moon. Then when you add an eclipse on top of it, what eclipses do is you can think of an eclipse almost like taking whatever astrological event is associated with it. It takes that astrological event and it basically explodes it or amplifies it. So you can think of an eclipse when a full moon is accompanied by an eclipse that full moon turns into a really mega 10 times more powerful than it is on its own in this case we're having a lunar eclipse and this this whole uh, full moon lunar eclipse cycle is occurring in the zodiac sign of taurus so this full moon lunar eclipse, basically what this is going to do is it's really amplifying the endings and the completions. Okay. So sometimes you can really expect major endings and major completions that are occurring very, very abruptly, sometimes without warning. That's very characteristic of eclipses uh, with uh, full moons, right? Now, lunar eclipses are interesting because what lunar eclipses are, they occur during the full moon phases of a, of a lunar cycle. But what's cool about this and makes it different from a regular full moon is that when you have a lunar eclipse associated with a full moon, instead of the full moon being this beautiful, big, bright full moon like it usually is, it ends up being shadowed because when this eclipse happens, the, the earth is actually sandwiched between the moon and the sun. So it shadows the moon and it creates what sometimes is known as a blood moon. So if you've ever heard the term blood moon, it's because the moon looks red because it's being shadowed by by the earth that's sandwiched between the sun and the moon. Uh, traditionally, this is called a blood moon. So that's generally the energy of a lunar eclipse, always associated with full moons, and the energy that lunar eclipses and full moons have when they, when they occur together. And here's another cool characteristic of, about eclipses. So here's an important note, ding, ding, really important note. 
A lunar eclipse or an eclipse will activate what's known as your lunar nodes, okay? So this is really important for you to remember. Your lunar nodes, or otherwise known as the south node and north node, these are specific points in your astrological chart that are extremely important, and they are activated during eclipses, okay? So eclipses are very associated with the activation of your lunar nodes, south node and north node. And these are really, really important points in your astrological chart. Your north node is basically considered your destiny or, or kind of where your soul wants you to go in this lifetime. That's why it's generally considered your destiny. And so during eclipses, these lunar nodes are activated. So it's pretty uh, important for you to know where your south node and your north node is. When you know that, you can then know if your lunar nodes are being super activated because the nodes will be hyper activated within the zodiac sign of where that eclipse and that full moon is occurring. So in this uh, circumstance and for this specific full moon, we're having a full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. So if you have a north node or a south node in the, the zodiac sign Taurus, your nodes are hyper activated during this phase and that'll be good for you to know. But even if your north node isn't in Taurus, your north node or south node, don't worry about that. Your nodes, if it is in Taurus, if they are in Taurus, you'll be hyperactivated. But an eclipse always activates the lunar nodes, whether it's in the zodiac sign where the eclipse is occurring or not, okay? So it's important for you to know where these two south node and north node are um, so that you can work more with these nodes uh, during these eclipse, uh, during this eclipse time, all right? Now, if you want to learn more about south node and north node, node. Um, I shot a whole video on this topic. I'll leave links in the description box below so you can watch that video after this one. Now that we've gone over the characteristics of full moons and eclipses in general, let's get into some further characteristics on this moon specifically, which is occurring in the sign of Taurus. So let's get a little bit into Taurus, all right? So Taurus as a sign, the first element of it is that it's an earth sign, okay? So the sign of Taurus is an earth sign. This, so that means that this moon is a really grounded moon. It's a very stable moon. It's a very earthy, um, earthy and stable moon. That's the energy that the zodiac sign of Taurus is lending to this moon, right? So that's the first sign. Uh, the second element of this is that we have a, a moon that's very, has a lot of Venusian energy, okay? And that's because the sign of Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus, right? And Venus is the planet of love, the planet of collaboration, the planet of nurturing. There's a very strong feminine energy in Venus. And so Taurus being ruled by the planet of Venus means that Taurus, um, Taurus zodiac sign, these, this, is a, this is a sign that's very romantic, uh, that's very loving, that loves beautiful things. So Taurus, uh, Taurus people love beautiful things. They love beautiful experiences. They surround themselves by beauty. Beauty is really important to Taurus, and that's because of the Venusian energy coming from their, uh, from their, uh, their powering planet, Venus. Another characteristic of Taurus is that Taurus operates on two extremes, okay? So there's never a middle ground with a Taurus. They operate on two extremes, one of them being they could be totally laid back, laying on the couch, relaxing, and their second speed and only speed, only other speed other than laying back and, and relaxing is they plow full speed ahead through an obstacle. So literally think about a bull going head first into something, that's the second speed of a Taurus. And those are the only two speeds that, that Taurus has. 
So Taurus is known for having these two extremes in speed, which sometimes can be a problem because they can get into these extremes not knowing how to navigate the middle ground, all right? So that's a, another characteristic of Taurus energy that's pertinent for this moon. Another characteristic and probably the most important uh, of the Taurus zodiac sign is the concept of stability, all right? So stability. Taurus uh, sign is the stability is probably the most important facet of their personality and their energy. Very, very important stability is for them. So when a Taurus doesn't have stability, they really become a hot mess real quick. <laughs> okay, so stability is tremendously important in the life of a Taurus. And that means that when you're looking at this full moon eclipse, think about stability, think about the places where you have stability or you don't. That's the energy that's coming into this full moon. Another characteristic of Taurus is that they are known for being loyal and dependable. So Taurus, because it's such a grounded earth energy, they are very loyal and very, very dependable. But Taurus energy can also, on the extreme end of this loyalty and this dependency uh, and this being dependent, uh, dependable, the Taurus energy can also be a bit stubborn. All right. So that's a little bit of the flip side of this dependable and loyal energy. That's, that's another characteristic of Taurus. And the last characteristic of Taurus is that they are known to sometimes uh, getting stuck. Okay, so Taurus energy will sometimes, not all the time, but Taurus energy is known for getting stuck sometimes in unhealthy situations longer than they should. And this is because of their grounded, stable energy. Sometimes they prize stability so much that they'll stay in unhealthy situations longer than they need to because of that intense need for stability. So sometimes they would rather have stability and be unhappy than have instability and be happy. Okay, so that's a characteristic of Taurus energy. All of these characteristics put together is kind of what this moon is imbuing. So take kind of take consideration of all of these characteristics. And the more that you know about Taurus energy, the more you'll know how to work with this full moon lunar eclipse. Now on to the second astrological event that's happening on December 4th. And this one is a new moon total solar eclipse in Sagittarius. All right. So <laughs> that's the second event. This one's happening on December 4th. So let's get into some of the characteristics of, of what this new moon is all about. Okay, so the first one is new moons. Let's go into the new moons, right? So new moons are all about completely opposite from full moons. We're talking about new beginnings. We're talking about planting new seeds. New moons are very forward looking. They're looking into the future. They're looking into starting new projects, starting new things, beginnings. That's what new moons are all about. Then when you take the solar eclipse, and this one is a total solar eclipse, whereas the astrological event happening on November 19th is a partial lunar eclipse. This one is a total solar eclipse. Solar eclipses, same general energy of eclipse that I talked about uh, in, in the previous, in the, the beginning of the video. So it's the same general idea of the eclipse being expanded and amplified energy. But solar eclipses occur only during new moon phases, whereas lunar eclipses occur during full moon phases, okay? So what this solar eclipse does is now what, what the positioning of it is you're going to have the moon wedged between the sun and the earth. And another cool characteristic is that a solar eclipse occurs when the moon and the sun are positioned at the exact same degree within the same zodiac sign. 
So for this particular new moon, we're talking about a new moon total, a total solar eclipse in the sign of Sagittarius. So since solar eclipses uh, kind of pair up with new moons, now we know that this eclipse is going to be amplifying and accelerating new beginnings, totally different from the lunar eclipse, which kind of amplifies endings. Now the solar eclipse uh, amplifies new beginnings. So it's very, very common for new things to spring up, new things to happen very, very quickly and very fast during this new moon solar eclipse cycle. Another interesting quirk about solar eclipses, and this is an important one to leave you here, okay? So a little bit of a side note here or pro tip here for this moon is that solar eclipses, they help us realize whether we're getting what we deserve or not, okay? So super, super important kind of analyzing or journaling or thinking about when you get to this December 4th date, thinking about whether you are receiving what you truly deserve in life. This is a great opportunity to work with that energy and to ask those questions because of this special quirk of solar eclipses. Now that we know a little bit more about new moons and solar eclipses, let's get into the characteristics of this specific new moon solar eclipse in Sagittarius. So let's get into some of the characteristics of Sagittarius as a zodiac sign. So the first one really powerful characteristic of, of Sagittarius is that we're talking about a fire sign. Okay. So the fire is the, the powering element of Sagittarius. So very, very fiery Sagittarius is an energy that's extremely expansive, extremely fiery, extremely on the move, a lot of movement with Sagittarius. All right. So fire element, a uh, predominant characteristic, the first predominant characteristic of Sagittarius. The second characteristic of Sagittarius is that it, this zodiac sign is ruled by the planet Jupiter. Okay. So Jupiter is the largest planet in the solar system. So it reflects a lot of light from the sun. So Jupiter is considered to be the planet of abundance, the planet of happiness. So here's a little bit of a side note on Jupiter. Jupiter is considered the happy planet. Okay. So a huge, huge planet, um, that, that deals with abundance, with, with happiness, but also with a lot of expansion and a lot of movement. Okay. So this is the ruling planet for Sagittarius. So when it comes to this moon, we're dealing a lot with this, with this Jupiter energy of a lot of expansion, a lot of movement, a lot of abundance, and a lot of joy. Another characteristic of Sagittarius that kind of goes hand in hand with the planet Jupiter is that, uh, Sagittarius is kind of a larger than life zodiac sign. Okay. So so Sagittarius thinks very big. Everything is big with Sagittarius. Okay. So Sagittarius doesn't usually have small plans. Sagittarius always thinks big, has these very big optimistic view on life that kind of goes hand in hand with the energy of Jupiter. All right. So everything is big. Uh, Sagittarius doesn't always finish all the big plans that they have, but they have lots of big plans. All right. So that's another characteristic of Sagittarius. The last characteristic of Sagittarius that I want to bring up here is the wisdom and truth. Okay. So Sagittarius, one of the predominant characteristics of the personality of a Sagittarius is they are truth seekers. Okay. Very, very big truth seekers. This is also a sign of a lot of wisdom. Okay. So this expansive energy of Sagittarius, they are ultimate truth seekers. 
sometimes they're also, they're also truth tellers. They're very direct in their energy generally. And sometimes the shadow aspect of this is that a Sagittarius can sometimes say things that are so direct that sometimes off-putting to others. So that's the shadow side of this energy of being direct is that sometimes people can get hurt or people can feel offended by what the, the Sagittarius says, especially if the Sagittarius isn't trained and, and hasn't done uh, development in that area. Okay, so it could be a little bit of an impulsive, uh, sometimes the energy is too direct, all right? But wisdom and truth, very, very important characteristics of Sagittarius, and they're playing also uh, in this new moon cycle in Sagittarius. Okay, now that we know so much more about these two astrological events that are occurring, now let's get into part two of the video, which is I'm gonna share the top four tips that I have for working with these two astrological events uh, four tips so that you could work with these. These tips you can actually use in the two-week period in between these two events. One's happening on November 19th, the other one's happening on December 4th. So you can actually take these tips and you can work with them in between, not just on the events. Because one thing you have to remember, let me leave you a pro tip here. Okay, so ding, ding. Pro tip is that a, these moon cycles, these really powerful moon cycles, they are felt before and after the actual date of the event, okay? So when you're working with these powerful, especially with eclipse energy, you can start to feel the energy a couple of days before the event and a couple of days after, okay? And, and this is true for, for new moon cycles also. So if you think about it that way, you can start using these tips in between the two events and even a little bit before and a little bit after, a little bit before November 19th and a little bit after no, uh, December 4th, okay? So let's get into these top four tips for you. Tip number one is to move inward, all right? So any kind of moon cycle, whether you're talking about full moon or new moon cycles, the moon is about uh, very feminine in nature. It's also about going inward, all right? Specifically going into your body, all right? So moon cycles are very associated with body wisdom, okay? Very, very associated with body wisdom. It's no coincidence, for instance, that, that women's menstrual cycles are sometimes very, very influenced by the moon, as are the tides. Anything that has to do with water on the planet is very affected by moon cycles, okay? Whether we're talking about the tides of the sea or whether we're talking about a woman's menstrual cycle, all right? So when you're talking about the moon, when you're working with moon energy, this first tip is to really, really go within, especially looking into body wisdom, okay? Now for you to get into your body wisdom, or another way of saying this is for you to start communicating with your body, you have to kind of cut off all of the busyness of the outside world, all right? So you can connect with body wisdom in a variety of different ways, and it could be as simple as you just you know, blocking out some time for yourself, sitting down on the floor, just closing your eyes and just connecting with your body. No music, no distractions, no cell phones, nothing. Connecting with your body and just feel, seeing how your, your body feels that day. That's a great way to start connecting with body wisdom. Your body speaks to you not through words, but through sensations and feelings. And your mind needs to be quiet in order to connect with that body wisdom. So you can use meditation. Um, you can use ceremony and dance. I love to use ceremony. So I'll use a lot of Palo Santo. I'll burn smoke. I'll dance a lot. I'll have drumming music going when I'm, when I'm working with moon energy. And this is because, especially 
really drumming music, it connects with your heartbeat and it connects with your body. So this is a great way to start connecting with your body, but it doesn't have to be something as elaborate as ceremony. It can be just simply you sitting down, closing your eyes, blocking out some quiet time in your life where there's no music, there's no distractions, there's nothing, no TV, no computers, nothing. And you just have a little bit of quiet time, just you and yourself, and you just kind of connect with your body and start communicating, listening to what your body has to say in a nonverbal way. Tip number two is to journal on the signs. Okay, so what this specifically means is that you're going to have a journal and you're going to ask sign-specific questions depending on what astrological event you're working with. Okay, so for, for the first one occurring on November 19th, uh, this is a full moon partial lunar eclipse in the sign of Taurus. So you're going to be asking Taurus specific questions when you're working with this energy. So, and you could write different, different questions relating to the energy of Taurus, but I'm going to give you a list of a few questions just to get you started so you can understand what it means to ask sign specific questions. Here are a few examples for you. Am I lingering in unhealthy situations? Am I stuck in my life? What am I being stubborn about? Do I have enough beauty in my life? So see, all of these questions that I just listed for you, these are Taurus-specific questions that are coming from the major characteristics of the sign of Taurus. So if you journal these questions and then you start kind of contemplating during this full moon on November 19th, if you're contemplating these questions and you're writing them down, you're journaling the answers, this is a great way for you to work with this Taurus energy during this full moon lunar eclipse. Now for the new moon on December 4th, so new moon solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 4th, you're going to be journaling sign-specific questions that have to do with the sign of Sagittarius. So I'll give you a list also of some specific ones having to do with Sagittarius. The first one is, do I feel free? Am I a happy and fulfilled person? If not, what's missing? Do I have any big plans for my life? And if so, what are they? What is my truth? So you see, these questions are now Sagittarius-specific questions that are going to be great for you to journal about and contemplate around that December 4th new moon uh, solar eclipse in Sagittarius. The more that you can journal these sign-specific questions, the deeper you can get into the energy of each of these astrological events, and you can take more advantage of that energy when you're working with it at its peak, which is around a couple of days before, a couple during the, the date, and a couple of days after, okay? That's the, that's the big window, the mo most amplified window where you can go deeper on working with this zodiac energy of each Taurus and Sagittarius, depending on what, astro what astrological event you're working with. Tip number three on how to work with these astrological events is to ask for guidance. So we don't do this a lot. We don't do this as much as we should. At least a lot of us don't do this. And that is uh, we a lot of times we just live life kind of on our own, isolated in our own little bubble. And we don't realize that we have really powerful guides that are always available to help us, but they cannot violate free will. So if you want assistance, you have to be able to ask for help. Otherwise, they cannot violate free will and they won't intervene in your life unless you give authorization. 
So when it comes to this one, asking for guidance, this is a wonderful time during these astrological events to do this, these requests, to ask for guidance. And I'm going to leave you with a specific pro tip. All right. So ding, ding, here's a pro tip for you that's super important for these astrological events. And that is when you are asking for guidance during moon cycles, ask for a specific feminine archetypal guidance because the moon is very feminine in her energy. It's a considered a feminine energy. So when you're asking for guidance, ask for guidance from feminine archetypal energy. So this can be a Mother Mary if you if you were raised Christian. It could be a Mother Mary or it could be a Kuan Yin, um, uh, the beautiful, beautiful goddess uh, of China. It could be a, a Kuan Yin. Um, it could be a Kali or a Durga if you, um, if you resonate with Hindu. Hinduism. So there are all over the world, there are different feminine archetypal uh, energies that you could call on. If you don't feel comfortable calling on specific feminine archetypal energies, you can just open up and just say to the universe, I'm open to receiving guidance from any feminine, ascended feminine energy that wants to work with me right now. That's a cool way because then you open the door and the feminine energy that wants to work with you will just come forward instead of you specifically stating what feminine energy you want to call on. So you could do it both ways, whatever way feels more comfortable for you. But the pro tip here is that this is a really powerful time when you're working with moon cycles. It's a really, really powerful time to call on feminine archetypal energies. Tip number four and the last one on the list is to pamper the body. Okay, so when we're going through moon cycles, moon cycles really affect the physical body and it's because the moon affects anything with water. All right. And your physical body is made up. Majority of it is made up of water. So as soon as these powerful moon cycles, especially when they're paired with eclipses, because it amplifies the energy of a moon even more, you may feel it in your body even more than, than usual. So this is a really important time to take care of your body. Self-care is so crucial during these powerful moon cycles. So it could be something as simple as a salt bath or an immersion bath. Uh, it could be a, a massage. You can go and get a massage or, or have some body work done. Um, or it could be as simple as you just taking a little bit more rest time, maybe taking a nap during the day, maybe relaxing more, uh, maybe drinking a lot of water, eating in a certain way. Um, so all of these different tips have to do with self-care. Pamper your body. Take very, very good care of it. Don't push your body too hard when you're working through these powerful moon cycles because it's already doing so much to kind of help you shift energy that if you push the body too much, you may feel uh, exhausted. You may exhaust yourself. Okay. So this is the last tip. Remember your self-care during these powerful moon cycles, especially when they're paired with eclipses because the energy is already really big and it's going to heavily affect your body. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below. If you're feeling this moon energy already, I want to hear all about it in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website where you can download my popular free guided meditations. And don't forget this video here that I talked about the North and South node. That'll be great for you to continue viewing next. All right, beautiful soul. That's it for me. I love you. I'm out.